and welcome back fellow followers <laughs> and hopefully uh, potential followers of our channel known as Perspectives. I'm Martina. I'm Lisa. And welcome to our channel Perspectives. So um, if you watched the previous video, you know Lisette and I have been away for a little while just because of holidays and catching up on work and all that type of stuff. And so we are doing a few, rec uh, a few recap videos. Uh, so the first video, we you know, focused on the inauguration um, and the impeachment and the reason behind that impeachment. Um, so please check out that video as well. And so this is really like a part two to this video uh, to just still talk about current events and, and what's going on. So we're going to spend a little time talking about the vaccines and this horrible storm that swept across a lot of the country and really how it's really hit Texas um, and a little bit of what's going on there. But first, vaccines. <sighs> Let's start and sort of saying like there has been, we know that there's um, two vaccines at the moment out there being used. Um, and we know that a lot of our frontline workers, essential workers are, are getting it. Uh, and at least here in Illinois, if you're 65 or older, uh, you are eligible to receive the vaccine. Um, at that moment. I don't know when the next phase will be. Um, but I know it's come with mixed, I would say like mixed reviews as to people uh, wanting to get it, um, the distribution of it uh, has also been uh, a little, I would say maybe chaotic because of the amount of vaccines that are available or are not available uh, to, to those that are eligible. Uh, so I think there's a lot of opinions and thoughts around the vaccine. Uh, I know Martina and I uh, have talked about even our own kind of views around the vaccine, and I don't know if we'll get into that because it's, you know, but I think there's, uh, there's also a lot of like, especially within like the, 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 the black community, like I know you, Martina, have talked about the mistrust uh, within the medical community. Uh, and I think even within our, our brown Latinx uh, community, there's also that mistrust. I think we can maybe talk a little bit about that or like- Yeah, I that's almost a good place. So you so smart. Um, I try sometimes. You just, you're so great. Um, so, you know, Lissette mentioned, you know, yeah, there's a lot of historical mistrust with, uh, Black Americans here in the United States, um, when it comes to just medicine and science in general, and that's given mm -hmm. because a lot of things that have happened to advance science and medicine has often been at the downfall of Black people. I mean, Henrietta Lacks, uh, Tuskegee. I mean, mm -hmm. even the considered the father of modern gynecology did his experiments on a black woman. It's, yeah. you know, and people will say like this happened years ago, but it's still, uh, there hasn't been much recognition around some of these things. I think because the vaccine is out now, it's really forcing corporations and uh, organizations and uh, mm -hmm. medical associations just across the country um, and across the world, really to confront, confront a lot of these misgivings that Black Americans have when it comes to just going, to, going into, you know, getting a vaccination. I can speak about my father, 70 years old, and he may go to the doctor like he may not. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those sort of things. Um, and I think it's a lot because it's like, well, I'll be fine. I can take care of myself and do this at home. And, you know, and sometimes it can be a hindrance as, you know, with my dad who's 70 and has a lot of different medical conditions. He does need to see a doctor on the, reg on the regular, which it's like washing paint dry to get him to go. But eventually he does end up going. But that in itself and just really has led to just a lot of African-Americans or I should say Black Americans their feelings around this vaccination. And um, I think, so to speak, 
I really don't know the statistics on this. On this I don't know if you do, but I don't know what percentage of African-Americans or even people of color that's been vaccinated at this point. I don't mm. know what that looks like. Um, but I feel very true to my heart. It's probably not as many uh, people of color that have been vaccinated compared to white Americans. Um, yeah. I know when they were doing the clinical trial, because my roommate actually took place, uh, she actually went through the clinical trial. I don't know if it was for uh, which of the companies, but she went through a trial. Um, and so she's now fully vaccinated as well. But the one thing that we were hearing, just even in my day-to-day -day work um, at my uh, job is that we can't find people of color to go through the trials. So it's almost mm -hmm. like how effective are you, are these vaccines gonna be to people of color? Because we all know everybody's makeup is different. Um, how effective these trials or how effective the uh, antidote is gonna be to people of color just in general. And so also that also goes back to that historical mistrust of just like, mm -hmm. we ain't being a part of any clinical trial uh, we don't want what you're trying to issue out. Don't come to our community. And I know I have many associates and friends that I know that are across the science and medical industry. And of course, you know, they are pro-vaccine because what, like what I've heard from my friends who are nurses or physicians, frontline staffs is that, and their reason for getting the vaccine is that they have seen so much happen over this last year of people who have died and families not being able to see their loved ones and the the double, triple shifts, the, you know, just the uh, wearing the mask and the imprints on your face all day long. They mm -hmm. have seen all of this and they're like, nothing could be worse. Like we need something, we yeah. need a vaccine. Even if this, you know, cause we've been hearing too, like, you know, we. This may be something akin to a flu shot. We may have to end up getting a COVID uh, vaccine every year, similar to the similar to the flu shot. Um, but these are still things that we don't know as as yet. But often, you know, I have respect for my friends who have really, you know, that this has been a long journey for them, and they are really trying to see a light at the end of the tunnel. So they are welcoming this vaccine. Um, I know friends of mine that are that have posted on their Instagram or have spoken about it on panels about the uh, vaccine. They are some of the first people of color that they're no getting the vaccine and they're doing it so that other people of color can see like, hey, you know, I'm brown like you, I'm black like you, I'm getting the vaccine. I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm just putting myself out there and just gotta see what's happened. Uh, and I know that's been at least some of my hesitation with vaccines. And I'll just go ahead and say, I'm not anti-vaxxer by any means. I'm from Mississippi and we may be number one in racist, racism, I should say, but we are like number one in vaccinations. <laughs> so growing up, I've got all of my childhood vaccinations. Um, and so I am a firm believer of getting a flu shot. Uh, I really am. Um, but I will say I'm for myself, like I'm not even eligible now because as Lisette mentioned, uh, you have to be a certain age as in most states. So here in Illinois, it's 65 and older. So I'm not even eligible. I'm not even close to being eligible for that. And we don't know when the other tier for the more general population is going to become available, maybe over the next month, maybe over the next two months. Um, but I'm, I will say I'm one that's kind of observing. Like I'm observing right now waiting to see what happened. I, you know, I pray to God nothing happens because I don't, I mean, I don't want it to fail because we yeah. need something. We like, we really do we need something yes. because whether this is something we have to do every year, every two years, or if it's a one-time thing, I know we're still waiting to see, but we do need something. Um, and I know my friends that, as I mentioned, that are big uh, proponents of the vaccine is like, you know, they didn't just create this vaccine out of nowhere. They actually had started working on this vaccine for a previous outbreak that happened. So it's not like, you know, oh, they, people's like, oh, they created right. too fast. They had started looking into it before, but now of course COVID happened and they were mm -hmm. like, hey, we started doing this research and trying to create a vaccine for this. Let's see if we can modify that to work for COVID. And so for me, it's just a lot of unknowns. And since I'm personally, I'm fortunate and blessed, I don't have to leave my house really nowadays unless I, unless I yeah. choose to. Um, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to work from home, 
you know, I'm fortunate enough to like even even have groceries delivered if I choose to do that. So yeah. all this to say, I don't have to be at a frontline staff job. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare worker in that sense, um, where they're seeing this every day and have to con confront the horrible things happening because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so I personally don't see myself needing the vaccine as of right now. Like I'm okay. I'm just staying home when I go out, wear my mask. I'm cool. Uh, so like I said, I'm just observing. <laughs> I know, Lisette, you're doing something a little similar. Just observing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have that hesitation um, that you talked about. And I think uh, it just stems because of the unknown. There, there's just so much unknown with the vaccine. Um, I mean, like my parents got the vaccine and I'm grateful for it because I mean they are older and they, you know they, they, they uh, will benefit uh, from the extra protection now because that's always been the, the main concern uh, for me uh, but it's also made me think about like I've seen them you know go through the first dose they'll get their second dose uh, within the next few weeks and stuff and it but it does make me think like okay like they seem okay like they're, they're doing well and I'm sort of just like watching even if I wanted to I couldn't get the vaccine as Martina mentioned we don't fall in that category quite yet so who knows when that'll open up uh, but definitely in that like watching and seeing I think there's benefits uh to you know my household being vaccinated you kind of create your vaccinated bubble uh in that sense um and, and doing that but I think you know going back to sort of the mistrust within the medical community um I think for a lot of people of color, because there there is a lot of systemic and structural racism within the medical, you know, community within the medical system and doctors and um, and understanding that you know sometimes you know people of color aren't believed for their level of pain or they're you know misdiagnosed or mistreated um, for for an ailment or, you know, being told it's in your head, like everything's fine uh, and they're, they're not taken seriously. I think there's a lot of that mistrust uh, that, you know, white supremacy has created and, and then sort of, you know, and, and that system has to be, it needs to be addressed. I think there, there isn't a lot of that uh, addressing of it, uh, even within the whole vaccine rollout, and and talking about like, hey, we we understand and we hear uh, the mistrust, but here's why it differs, and it's not about having that token black uh, person, that token you know Spanish speaking doctor that is you know talking out there and, and saying. Like, oh, like, no, like, let's have a real conversation and let's address it. Um, but let's talk about what are you going to do different? Like, what, what, what are you changing? Uh, knowing that a lot of maybe 50% of the reason why people are, you know, people of color are getting the vaccine are really seeking out to get the vaccine is because there's a mistrust, uh, not just uh, historically, but even presently. Like, you know, like, I think it's not just, but like, let's talk about it. And what are you going to do to change that? What are you going to do to make sure that people's concerns aren't being dismissed? Because, uh, you know, medicine as it stands right now in the United States isn't culturally, you know, competent. It's not culturally sensitive. It's not like understanding. And there's this whole thing of like, you know, it's, it's not taking all that into consideration. I think that also has played in or plays into the fact that people aren't super excited about the vaccine, that they're mistrusting it. And, you know, it goes back also, you know, trust into your government. Um, you know, I think about like the undocumented population, you know, and and that sort of mistrust of the government and, you know, and, and getting it. And, and I don't, like, I don't even know what the, like, are people asking for documented status or not? Like, I don't know any of that information. Like, is that something that's being talked about? And how are you even building trust within that community mm -hmm. um, and understanding that there's a larger mistrust of just not just the medical community, but like, is my status going to come into play? Like, you know, there's, there's that, uh, 
that fear, like, you know, you come in for, for something that you know you need and is going to be the benefit for yourself, your household, community. Um, and there's that fear of like, hey, you know, I know I, I may be taking in and, and I won't see my family again because I, you know, don't have, uh, I'm undocumented. So I think there's just a lot of things that have, that I don't think have been addressed um, or haven't been spoken out in a sort of more public way, in a large scale way. Um, I think I've seen a lot of like community conversations and like vaccine town halls, um, but none of it really kind of talks about not just the historical aspect of the mistrust, but even the present day aspect of it. And like, what are we doing? What is the medical community doing to change that? Like, what are you gonna commit to doing to make it better, to sort of improve on it? And and that's, that's I think the piece that's missing in these whole like conversations that I've recently seen kind of happen around the vaccine. And I think too, again, like even though the, the patent for this whatever vaccine is based off previous work that they've done, um, scientists and whatnot to get the vaccine, I think, um, I mean, one thing people is like, it is happening really fast. And mm -hmm. it, it does make me think, oh, goodness, like, you know, where are we going to be this time next year? I feel yeah. like I'm going to be wearing a mask. I hope I'm wrong. But I think, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we still are next year because what the goal in, in the United States, I, I don't even know the timeline of when they're trying to have people, like, when are we trying to have everyone vaccinated? I mean, because we only need herd immunity, which is 70%. So I don't think we're even nowhere close to that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just wondering, like, what is the probability people, especially like in the, in the communities that we normally work with? Yeah. Like, what is coverage going to look like? Like, like, what is that? Like, what is that even going to look like? And what is it even going to mean? Because like you said, in the undocumented population, girl, that I just, I just forgot about that. I don't know how. I have like, we got a whole group of people out here. Mm -hmm. I don't even think, I feel like, are they even a part of these different tiers and rollout plans? Yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing, like, I haven't quite paid attention to some of these town halls, like, completely and, and, and heard what the, the, the notion is. Um, I'm going to go back and do some research and find out uh, around like what that conversation piece is. But it's not even, even if they are part of it, like even if they are included in sort of the, the tiers and everything, there's still that mistrust. I would think there's still maybe that mistrust uh, around even showing up, like especially if it's at a place that you've never been to. Like I think there's, there's definitely like community organizations like in, in, you know, in healthcare centers that, that definitely work a lot with undocumented, uh, the undocumented population that I think have built that trust and understanding. Uh, but what about those that, that don't have that kind of support and don't have that, um, that trusted health center, that trusted community organization or, or, or individuals that they, that they know they, that they'll, fe they'll feel safe going to get that, you know, the vaccine uh, and things like that. So I think there's just, um, that's something that I definitely like, I'll say right now, like I don't know much about, but I'm definitely gonna go back and, and do some research around that or just for my own kind of knowledge to just be able to say like, okay, like, are they part of the conversation? Are they being included? Like what what's going on uh, around here? I mean, I'm gonna do the same because I am fascinated because oftentimes I know the I know the undocumented population not even accounted for, and even if they are, like you said, people are afraid. They you know they don't know what happens if you know I show up to a clinic, you know, um, even trying to get the vaccine. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like what's gonna happen to me? And I, I, I that's so important. I have not. I have just have not. Like you said, I either have not heard it or have not paid attention close yeah. enough but I definitely I hope it is a someone is trying to figure that out because we can't forget about that population of people that are a part of this country so yeah it's like you know and a lot of them are are you know those essential workers right the essential so. workings like so it needs to be hashed out or figured out that's such mm -hmm. that's such a good point the, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much is like, stay tuned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, we're probably going to talk about the vaccination just throughout. 
yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's going to be a topic that you and I discuss throughout next few months because um, as much as the rollout is happening, uh, it is happening at a slower pace, you know, and, and, you know, to your point, like, I have no idea what the timeline is to sort of get us to that herd immunity. I remember, I think I heard someone say that, you know, Biden or read that Biden had said like 300 million people by July. Uh, and then somewhere else I read, like he wanted all Americans vaccinated by July. And I'm like, I don't even, how and like what, what does that plan look like I mean, I think, and that's what my question is like where, where like is the plan out there and I just I have missed it and I just don't haven't seen it like where is you know the the timeline like show me a timeline like you and I work worked with an organization that was all about timelines and oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like I need that like that's what I need for this vaccine and tell me <laughs> where Okay, show me when we started, <laughs> where, we're, where we're at and where we're going, or at least like a tentative plan as to where we're at and, you know, and, and being honest about it. And I think that's, again, I think it's, it's, it goes back. I think there's a lack of transparency a lot of the time. Um, and I think there has to be more transparency at this moment with the vaccine, with getting, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the last administration made this whole pandemic so political that, you know, even wearing a mask, you know, kind of either makes you a patriot or doesn't make you a patriot. Like, you know, and it's like, wow, like, that's really, that's where we're at as a country. So it doesn't surprise me that there's so much, you know, conspiracy theories, there's so much mistrust around the vaccine, not just from a like cultural and you know stigmatizing viewpoint from black and brown communities but just from like a political kind of ramifications of it all like you know there's people there's people that don't think the pandemic is real so they're not gonna they don't something happens mm. you know so they're like the vaccine is all a hoax it's you know and i've heard that it's gonna track you and like and it's like uh you are already being tracked by your phone. If you have a smartphone or any, like they're tracking you. Like I'm like you, you can't escape it. Like so, like it's just there's just so many things, and I think the more transparent administ the administration can be, the more transparent the medical community can be around it, and just really making sure that they're lifting up the right voices, and they're not just being those, like I said, those token voices that come out when you know they during this time and it's like no like let's let's you know let's make it transparent let's talk about it let's make sure that we're addressing what happened in the past and let's address that it still exists like let's not pretend that the medical community treats people of color you know completely 100 percent correctly all the time and is not like no like there's like there's times where I've been dismissed dismissed when I go to the doctor and like and I'm telling them like this is how I feel like this is what's going on and there's different things that get dismissed one of them is maybe could be because I'm a woman so that's playing against me and I said I'm Latina another thing that's playing against me and then I am you know a larger voluptuous woman you too girl so that also plays into that thing. So there's just so many things that, that play into it. And to not acknowledge that uh, as you're rolling out a vaccine and, and really addressing those concerns about people, I think it's, uh, they're doing a disservice to every uh, individual. And I know just because I know here in Chicago, at least, I think, it, I think it was local. It might have been national. When they did the first vaccine, it was the black doctor with they had a <laughs> black nurse. I was like, this didn't, yeah. do, this didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, yes. Because we've seen it play out so many times where they bring out these, you know, tokenized individuals right. to sort of relate to the communities that they're trying to reach. And it's like, we know the drill. You always do yeah. this. Like, like this isn't what we want. We we want you all to talk to us and tell us why it's safe. What have you done? How, you know, and also address like let's address the past, let's address the present, and let's move forward. But let's be transparent and honest about 
the mistrust within, you know, the medical community, uh, particularly within, you know, uh, the black and brown community and, you know, in, in the Asian community and all those, you know, different things where it's like, hey, let's don't dismiss us or, or, or don't sort of like treat us as if we, as if you put a black, you know, doctor and nurse there, um, is that's going to suffice as okay. motivation for us. Like, don't, don't treat us as if we're ignorant or dumb or just going to follow that. And I haven't heard anyone, going back to your point, I feel like I haven't heard anyone talk about the mistrust. They are just putting, they're trying to insert different, different folks who don't look like each other into the, into the scenario. So we're going to put an Asian man, uh, we're going to put uh, a young Black woman, um, but we're not going to talk about it. We're just kind of yeah. going to put them, you know, we're mm -hmm. going to say they're getting vaccinated, but it's like yeah. we're not talking about why are you like putting this uh, Asian man in prison? Why are you trying to have this representation? It's just like, but oftentimes I think, under, again, under the umbrella of white supremacy, it's just yeah. like, it'll be okay. We're just gonna put we, we just put some people who look like them. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I I think I've I've seen some town halls where they say that they're gonna talk about you know the historical uh, reasons why, and I think I've seen that played out. What I haven't, at least what I I don't think I've seen is not just like I said. I think I'm gonna sound like a broken record. It's not just the history, but what are you doing? Like, what are we doing to ensure? that the medical community is going to change like it's for me it's no longer enough for you to just address it and talk about it and say like hey we know that it's a problem we know that there's an issue and it's like it's i need you to say it still exists our medical systems are broken they don't really take into consideration and, and there's racism within our medical uh community systems and all these and here's what we're going to do moving forward. Like, I haven't seen that. Like, I don't, if it's happening, I don't know where. I haven't heard from it. And I'm like, I think right now would be the, I think the perfect time to start putting that, that sort of language and sort of uh, timelines and strategies or having those conversations out there. Because I think that will make me feel, at least for me, it would make me, maybe not believe, but at least say like, okay, like at least they're trying to do something. Like it looks like they're they're looking to change and not just be like, hey, like we know we, you know, did, you know, we performed abortions to these, you know, undocumented people that were at a border, these women, and you know, and, and did that. So we addressed it, but like, okay, so how are you gonna ensure that doesn't happen again? Like, exactly. like what are you gonna do about it? Like we know we, you know you know, did this, you know, back in the day, and then, like, how are you going to make sure that that's, I'm like, okay, you're addressing it, but what are we doing? Like, how are you going to make sure that I'm going to trust you? Because, I mean, I don't know, I mean, like, I'm not the kind of person that's like, well, I'm going to go to the doctor because I trust him completely, because I've, like I said, my, I've been dismissed plenty of times, and I'm like, I'm like, I have no trust within our medical uh, systems right now because I've gone they've misdiagnosed me they told me it was something that it wasn't even though I try to advocate be like hey like this doesn't feel for what like you're telling me like I know it's not and then months later it's like oh someone I go to somewhere else and they're like oh you actually have this you've had it for a few months like did you not and I'm like they told me it was something else like, bitch I came to you like what you you dismissed me I was like y'all I'm, I'm like I was like, so, so yeah, I think it goes back to that, like, with the vaccine, um, it's not so much, I don't think it's much about, like, the accessibility to the vaccine, more so than you need to build trust. I mean, even in our, our last video, we talked about building trust uh, within our, you know, within rural America from the Democratic Party. It's the same thing, like, the medical community has some uh, deep soul searching to do, <laughs> They have a lot of work to do. And a lot of figuring out like what they need to change, what trainings they need to give their doctors, particularly their white doctors. Um, and, and really just change the whole system. Cause I mean, 
the system is flawed. Like the, the educational system that you're using for your doctors, it's flawed. Like you need to just dismantle that and rebuild and, and really make a culturally competent education for all doctors, nurses, medical assistants, your whole nursing community, your whole medical community has to be trained differently because the way that they are being taught and trained right now is under a, a system that was created by what, white males. And I think it's, it's hard for white people who are oftentimes just going through life, going through the motions because they're white. They have, I mean, I think we're still in this place where white people are still trying to understand why is there such an issue with the police? Like, no. I don't, why don't they trust their doctors? Um, mm -hmm. I think it's still because for them, the doctors and the police have always been for you. And yeah. by you, I mean the white people. They've yeah. been for you. So it's, I think it's hard for them to grapple with this when we're talking about the things that we talk about on here and just in our regular lives yeah. for them to really understand what the problems are because they've never experienced it. So you asking people who have never gone through this <laughs> to understand, which they, I mean, they need to, but it's a whole over, like you said, it needs to be a whole overhaul. Like you just can't put some black people, put some brown folks up there and think it's over with. Like from medical school on up. Yep. The whole, I mean, medical industry, and like we know this shit in healthcare, this needs to change. Now, I don't know how much effort is being made to curriculums in medical school across the country, but if you do know, please leave a comment. I would love to know. Yes, please. Yeah, I would love to know. Um, but it's just like, they've never, white people have never experienced this, like this level <laughs> They don't understand this distrust. So mm -hmm. this really, this last year or so has really been about them in a way too because the shit that's mm -hmm. going on last summer, excuse me for saying the word shit, the things that happened last summer, the things that are going on with COVID, um, it, like I said, it's, this, is, this is not new. Yeah. Like, from people getting shot in the street just because you think they have a gun, but they're just walking down the street. Like, yeah. like I said, we can't even eat a sandwich walking down the street. We can't be on the phone in the grocery store. Like, white people, that's mind-blowing to them because it's like, wow. Like, they're like, this them, they're found like, you've lived your whole life like this? Yes, we have. We've had to, in many ways, assimilate yeah. into cultures. Yeah, so we, we can, so we can, get the promotions or get the jobs or get our kids into good schools, whatever mm -hmm. your idea is, we've had to assimilate to their cultures to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so mind boggling for white people to be able to really understand it. I think especially white men. Now this is no sympathy for them because they got to do the work. And I, as I always say, please don't ask me, ask Google first. Ask Google. Um, you're completely right. I think you bring up such a valid point around how white people are, are, are really kind of seeing it play out a little bit more in depth or just in a different light. Because, you know, people have, I've heard people say like COVID has become like this, you know, equalizer and sort of like it doesn't discriminate. You know, it, if it, it attacks you, it attacks you. You get it, you get it. And, you know, and, um, maybe some people get more uh, mild systems, other worse, but I think it, it, it has, I think, forced white people to grapple with the historical um, impact that white supremacy has had in the United States, and even to some even around the world, to kind of see that as well and grapple it and, and try to understand it and, and see it through that. And I think when you talked about just the you know the, the medical education curriculums and the, you know you know even police like it's not enough to sort of say we need more black doctors we need more Latinx doctors we need more Asian doctors or we need you know we do we but do but it's more than that yeah but it's more it's like even if you brought these doctors in these diff diverse from diverse backgrounds they're still being taught under a curriculum that focuses that's was created for primarily white males and maybe some white women but it's like it's still very white centric mm -hmm. curriculum education and training 
I was like, and it goes back to, I think it's the same thing with the police force. Like, just because you're a black or brown police officer doesn't mean that you haven't been trained under a system that always favors whites. So you're, you're responding and you're acting under that system. Like it doesn't, you know, and it's the same thing with doctors. I think any, any sort of system, like our educational system, it's all about how, you know, whites are better. Like, and, and when you look at it, and I think that's what we're getting at, you know, it's like, there's just so much that needs to be done. Um, but I haven't seen that conversation piece be brought into the vaccine realm and be like really addressed and say, hey, we know there's a lot of work that we need to do. Um, you know, it's simple, like we, we need to make changes and we need to do this. But in order to be able to do that, we need to get people vaccinated. How much more impactful is that than you bringing in a black doctor and telling, and telling him that, oh, it's safe to take the vaccine. Like, yeah. no, like, like, but in order for us to make change, like, yeah, I'm like, I, don't, I mean, we can't even go out. Like, we can't even like, going to meetings meetings everything's by you know done zoom and everything and it's like in order for us to really make those changes like you may convince me a lot more we told me like hey we need to make these changes and we and it starts with you know people getting vaccinated um so that we can start moving towards uh being able to bring those into fruition that to me sounds more compelling than what I've recently heard in some of these town halls that I've listened in in. To be honest, I've stopped listening to some of them. This is like, some of us are saying it's the same. It's the same. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. Same people on these calls. <sighs> it is. It's the same information. It's nothing different. It's all, in, in you know, a lot of it is just sharing some stats, sharing some information. It's safe blah 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 and I'm like and yet nobody nobody addresses the historical reasonings why or nobody I mean again what are what are you gonna do to change it if I get the vaccine okay I got it what are you doing to change the future of our medical community that's what I want to know anybody know the answer if you know the answer please it's like even people of color, we are operating in these systems too. And it's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much. So I'm thinking like, even just with issues of us use, losing our uh, African-American men and women and Latinx uh, individuals as well, like they haven't all been shot or killed by white people. What like, Mm -hmm. been, there have been some people of color that's been involved in some of this shit too so but then again they're like you said they're operating in the system they're coming into these systems and they're operating and feeding right into these same systems and that's they are here killing killing their own people yep yeah yeah misdiagnosing their own people because they're trained to see only this in the medical community Mm -hmm. educationally they're trained to kind of do that it's like you're it's just I mean you and I are a product of a educational system that favors white norms and white culture and all these things where it's just like you know we catch ourselves you and I catch ourselves sometimes being like white supremacy because it, our thought process is so and we call each other out or we sort of say like let's unpack that because that doesn't seem right moment <laughs> like where did that come from and you know and it's exhausting when you continually find things and you're like dang I never realized that that thought that I had that I've had for my whole entire life really came because I was just conditioned by a a culture norms a systems that always say white is better, white is good, and, and it's tiring, y'all. It is tiring. It's very tiring. Shit, I'm tired again. I'm tired again. Lord, <laughs> I mean, I'm just tiring. I'm, oh my goodness. And I think this is a, a transition into the storm. Yes, I think you're <laughs> right. A lot of these issues too. <laughs> 
are are some of the things we probably saw play out. Girl, um, let me just start with like what Ted Cruz, honey. <laughs> How you gonna be? I rem- I so I remember I woke up and you know I was going about my day the night. I saw something and I'm like, oh, this is made up. They made this up. There's no way. I was. I was like, there is no way a senator would do this. Like, they're not, I'm like, not dumb enough to be up and leaving while their state is going through a crisis. I was like, so I just, I actually dismissed it. I was like, there's no way. And then I remember I came back and I'm like, oh no, he really left. He really got on a plane and went, and then I got pissed. I'm like, why are you going to my motherland? Right, to Cancun. Cancun. Spreading your like, American germs. Yes, I'm like, why are you taking your germs to someone you shouldn't be? Like, and then I got mad because I was like, why are you? And then I was like, why are you leaving your state? People who don't have the ability or the privilege to be able to get on a plane and go somewhere warm and say, I'll come back when this is done. And you, you really thought that that was a good look for you. Right. <laughs> And then his wife, too, right? She was basically trying to get other people to come, too. Yeah. I was like, why don't you come with us? We're going on vacation. I mean, whoever in that friend group said, New York Times, here's the text that we got from the Cruz family. (laughs) Bless y'all. Bless y'all for doing that. I know. I haven't even seen the text. Oh, my God. Get out of here. This is insane. I just I just heard about it. Like she's trying to get other friends or family to come with them. And I'm like, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? If anything, the showing of privilege here, and yep. they even, they're not even gonna acknowledge that, but the showing of privilege here is appalling. As we say, the caucasity of the situation, because Ted Cruz is not one of you. He's he's a different Oh no, he, he's denounced all that. He's like, not. We, we don't he ain't one of us. He's not one of y'all. So the caucasity of this issue, I was just tripping. I was like, his wife trying to get other people to come along. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, Texas, bless their heart. I have an uncle who lives there. I mean, he's fine. His family's fine. But, I mean, it is really, like, your state is in a state of emergency. Biden has mm-hmm. already declared it a state of emergency down there. And you just want to go. I mean, we all want to get away. Don't you think people want to get away too? We want to escape. <laughs> we want to get away. And there, and there are plenty of people. Do you think like, you know, the other senators in some of these other states when shit goes down, they have money. They could fly wherever they want to go too. Do you see them, all see them going and flying off to some vacation in the, like when they need to be home, helping their state, the people who voted you in? Oh my God. We all, yeah, we all want a vacation sometimes. I just, I'm, I'm laughing because it just seems so ridiculous. Like it just seems like, like it was one of those like things where you're like, it's like fake news. Is I'm like it, this can, I'm like again, like I literally was like, this is not real. Like I'm, I can't take this. I was like, this must be doctor. Like somebody, maybe it's like a lookalike. But when it came out, I was like, this this only happens in like movies or something. like you know like it's just it was just so out of my realm to even think that anybody like anybody in that sort of like elected position would be like oh. but then I remembered like you know what Trump always went golfing so why did I think that one of his supporters would do anything different and then it brought me back to that's, earth that's why you know what there we go the comment your father said, which I won't say on air, but the comment <laughs> your father said is very, it's, he's right. But the other group is still cooler. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, yes. the, the other group's still cooler. But you're right. He he is a supporter of Trump. I think still. Isn't he oh, yeah, he is. He's still he's supporter. Still. That's what, so you're right. He's, you know, Trump out here playing golf and going to Mar-a-Lago, wherever. Mm-hmm whatever the place is, you know, you're right. It, it is. It's it's very befitting. Um, and I hope he doesn't get reelected, but because I hate to talk about Texas, I'm sorry, Texas, but all y'all are not bright down there. So y'all gonna vote him back in. And I can say this, yeah, and I'm a fellow Southern. When, when, 
it's a few years before he's up for re-election. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it, it's a few years. So but, I mean, folks remember, people people remember. Let's hope they remember. I hope, I hope. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes the people down there in Texas not too bright, because <laughs> I know people in Mississippi not too bright either. I'm just saying, okay. You know, I can um, say nothing because I'm a northerner and I'm just gonna stay out of that. <laughs> well, I'm a southerner through and through. I'm a southerner forever, and so I think they ain't too bright down there. So you're right. I hope they remember. But I hope they remember. I really do, because I mean, so you know, I love me my TikTok. TikTok oh. is my is my thing. <laughs> I'm always on there. So I remember like the last, you know, when it all went down and I started seeing pictures. And at first I was like, it's a little bit of snow, y'all. Like, you'll be okay. Like, and then when I start seeing like, oh, it's not just a little bit of snow. It's like temperatures going, you know. Plummeting. Like, plummeting like for days. And yeah. I'm like, this is not just like a one day or maybe a two day thing. Like, this was like, and then I'm like, and then I started seeing like people's pipes bursting and like, their house are flooding and they're just, you know, you're not prepared because it doesn't, this isn't supposed to happen in your state. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was like, oh, okay, like it is definitely uh, a lot more serious than, you know, I was, I first believed it was. And, and then I started seeing sort of like the videos of people saying like, you know, the wealthy parts of my city still have power. But if you, you know, if you look at some of the lower income parts of the city, they don't have power. Like they, they're doing like rolling blackouts. And then they're like, it's not really rolling blackouts. There's, it's just hours and hours of like no power. And I'm like, imagine comment trying to do that right here. Like, Lord, no, I'm like, it's too cold for that. Like you can't be doing it. Like, and, and then when I started kind of reading, I'm like, I'm not an expert, Texas and y'all's power grid and all that stuff. I'm just going based off what I read and heard <laughs> through my um, TikTok research and seeing and then like <laughs> looking at articles, That's but just like, research. you know, didn't even realize like that it's privatized, like yeah. it's privatized. <laughs> on the break I saw that I'm sorry. it is there's some I company like, I can't remember the name but it is yeah it's privatized and then like something about like they didn't want to be part of like some federal regulation so that's why they mm -hmm. they did it and they couldn't tap into other power sources in like like in the area that they could have if they were still if they hadn't like said we don't want to be regulated by the federal government I was like oh so these are policies that the government decided for their people you chose and, to have your people freeze yeah and i was like and y'all decided this and y'all trying to blame it on your decisions and but you're trying to say that like oh it's you know these these wind turbines that are freezing over because you chose not to make them all weather <laughs> turbines and that's why they froze but then that's not even the majority of your where your power comes like <laughs> And I'm just like sitting, like I'm watching and reading these, you know, watching these videos, reading these articles, and I'm just like, like, I know it's not all the people's fault. It's not the people of Texas. It's not all your fault. I won't blame y'all. But some of y'all voted in some people, and they made these decisions. But then, I, you know, you and I always go back and we have a, a deeper conversation about things. And then I always think like, well, you know, capitalism, white supremacy, like all those things came into play people wanted more money people wanted control you know and it's like again you you gotta go back and do an overhaul of these systems and, and you know and you gotta vote out people and it's unfortunate that it it took such a terrible natural disaster because you know, lost their lives you know and over something that was preventable Mm -hmm. you know like when I think about like a hurricane and I think about tornadoes there's only so much you can do right like there's so much you can do uh to prepare for that but for something like this I'm like this was preventable you could have prepared a little better like you could, like I'm like people should not have lost power like I just cannot not at the capacity that they did where it was like, I mean yeah it is a mess. It is just a mess. 
I mean, has Cruz come back? <laughs> I'm assuming he's come back. I don't know. He came back the same day. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was like, did he? Because I was like... He flew back to sit when he realized all of the backlash, he flew back. And then he blamed his daughter or something. I, I heard about he blamed his daughter. I was like, you need to blame your wife. Okay. <laughs> because, well, he blamed his daughter first because the, the, the text hadn't been come out yet. So he thought he could, like, get away with, well, he like... Lied. He lied. So okay. he, he lied. And then he... I think he kind of owned up to it or he said something and then he went along like I was just trying basically like I'm just I was just trying to keep my family safe now and then in my head I was like you could have sent your family to Cancun you didn't have to go you could have you could have stayed behind and stood with your people who you represent and try to help them out instead you have two other individuals one of them who was not voted who lost to you, Beto O'Rourke, doing something for a state that didn't want him, that didn't vote him in. And then you have AOC coming in raising funds for a state that she knows does not like her. Does not like her. <laughs> does not. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. And so we have senators kind of from other states. We got people who have lost against you out here helping. He's like, oh, I wanted my family safe. That's cool. Everybody wants their family safe. Yeah. yeah. You like you said, you could send your family over there, but you need to stay behind. If yeah. you didn't want to be a politician, then you shouldn't have ran. Okay. Yeah. So this was the life you chose for yourself. Nobody told you to be a politician. So mm -hmm. you made that choice to run. You got elected. So your ass need to stay here and fight yeah. with your state. Like that's why I say I hope the Texans remember. I'm gonna have to tell my uncle, even though my uncle is a Democrat. But I just want him. To tell his friends down there too, friends. who are Republicans, because like you said, it's a uh, Texas is a lot of capitalism and a lot of white supremacy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just I. It I was yeah, it was like one of those moments where I was like, man, this is this was preventable. Like there was just so many wrong things, you know politically and like with policies and like regulations that I was just like do we want to talk about that mayor the one you <laughs> talked about <laughs> what what was he over Colorado City or something Colorado City I think it's called I think I I have like no words for someone, I couldn't believe you told me all the stuff he said until I, I googled and read it myself. Yeah, and then tried to retract the statement. So people who are uh, like, "What the hell are you talking about?" So yeah. the mayor of Colorado City, Texas. I hope that's the right state. I mean, the right, the right little town. Yeah, uh, their mayor there. Basically, I don't know if he tweeted or Facebooked, if this was an email. I don't exactly know where he sent this. I think it it might have been like a Facebook. Facebook? Okay. Long little horrible statement he made around like, uh, if you don't have water, you need to get out of your house and go find it. If your family's freezing, you need to find a way that they uh, have warmth. Uh, I'm tired of lazy people misusing the government. Uh, it is not my responsibility to take care of you and your family. You need to take care and fend for your family. Yeah. I think that's essentially what he's saying. I mean, it's a lot. In a nutshell. It's, yes, yeah, in like a nutshell, to paraphrase. And then he tried to retract the statement and saying like, oh, well, I'm not talking about elderly, uh, elderly individuals or people who cannot fend for themselves. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even have said what you said. Then you wouldn't even have to worry yeah. about it. Because he said it was taken out of context. And I was like, no, it wasn't. you wrote it. You what wrote other it. context are you talking about? You wrote it yourself. You wrote it. What you expect people to do? You, you over here telling people to go look for water and warmth and get electricity when it's a state emergency and people being told to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a pandemic still. And we know Texas is not following the laws, <laughs> okay? That's a part of the problem. So it's like just it, like... It goes back to the, the privilege of it all. Like the fact that he felt comfortable enough to post that or to just to say, like, 
speaks to the level of privilege that man felt that he could just spew it out there and there wouldn't be any ramifications. Goes back to what we talked about that other in our last video, people storming the Capitol thinking like their privilege is gonna protect them. And it's not as like, you know, I think we're coming, hopefully we're coming into a, a time and place where, you know, you just can't say something because historically nothing has ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like there's ramifications to what you do and you if you're not using your privilege to really uplift people and really make changes that are going to be uh, good for the betterment of our society, then we don't want to hear from you. And the, clearly the people spoke up and he, he resigned. He had to resign. Yes, that's the thing. That That's the great matter here. He re- yes. Yes. I was like, I, I would have been so disappointed if he stayed in power because you know i'm like no this like, Texas. That's why I, said, I don't know but i am happy that he that he resigned uh or he'll i mean like i hate to hear people get fired i think it's fucked up you just don't yeah. know but if he would have got fired i think i would have been okay with that too like you need to step down <laughs> so whether he was whether he resigned or forced out it don't matter like I, he should have been i also think his wife lost his job too. Lost lost her job. Oh, I didn't. Hear, I didn't. I, I don't mean know. I, I don't know, but I believe that's what I might have read. Um, it's just. It's just very. I interesting is not the right word. It's just. I, I'll go back. Yeah. Necessity. Yes, that's it. <laughs> because I mean. It, it, I think we, I think we, when we chatted um, the other day around like this whole thing in Texas, and and I, t- I think I told you like you know you could probably just trace it right back to white supremacy, um, and really just and you know not talking through it, it's like it really is. It's these white males really thinking that they have the ability or they have this privilege to just do as they please, say as they please and think that there's no ramifications that, you know, they opted to go to this like capitalistic policy when it came to this power grid and like this thing of like just more money for the few and let's screw over the majority. Um, You know, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen TikTok videos of people showing their bills and it's like in the thousands of dollars. And I'm like, try someone tell me I got paid $1,000 during a state of emergency. I'm like, that to me, I, it doesn't even compute in my head. And I'm like, what the hell are they paying for? They haven't had power. So what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, again, it goes back to like, I don't know the ins and outs of this whole thing. But y'all, if y'all know, put some articles in the comment section that would be helpful for us to learn more about what is going on. Or if somebody out there has explained this somewhere, send us the link to the video if it's on YouTube. Because honestly, like, I just see thousands of dollars that you owe. And then they're saying like, well, one one company is allowing them to split it up in like five payments, but that comes out to $1,000 a month. I'm like, y'all should be forgiving all this like nobody should be paying any any you know electricity bill for what just happened because it was not the people's fault again this is the stuff this is why america can't talk about other countries you can't talk about other countries and dictators and how policies are set up over there because america's failing its people it's mm-hmm. been failing people but it's a shame you have people people out here in the cold down there uh, there's a pandemic going on and you have the nerve to ask people to pay thousands of dollars. I don't even care if they can afford it or not. It's so insincere. Yeah. Like, where's your heart? I mean, like, th- this is and this is an unprecedented event that happened down there. People are trying to figure out what to do. And you are charging these people thousands of dollars like I've, I've been seeing some of the articles come up on my phone too just about one man was charged seven thousand dollars and i'm like like i said what is he paying for at this point they haven't had power 
So what the hell is these? I feel like where's these amounts yeah. of money coming from? And, and that's like that's again like if there's somewhere that I can read and it explains how this whole yeah. electricity power grid is working out in Texas and and why there's thousands of dollars being owed by people, like y'all let me know. Like or is it? I mean, maybe maybe they just are able to raise the prices at any given point, and there's nothing to regulate that. Because um, if that's the case, can you imagine if you did have power, and you know, and you were just using because you're trying to stay warm, you know, and it's like, and you're just paying, re- and, and they you didn't even see that they proud they price gouged it up to whatever. You know, it's like it's it's crazy. I'm like I'm, I am I'm hoping that there's a way for these people to be able to say that this was illegal and that they should they should not be held accountable for these uh, costs um, because it is a it is a natural disaster. State of emergency was declared. Um, and this is what Ted Cruz need to be looking into. Why is his why are the people in his state being charged this much money? I mean, one of many things he needs to look into, but this is a big one. This is of the moment. Why are people in his state being charged for thousands of dollars? And what are you going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again? Yeah, like what? Are you, what is it? And this, and you know, the Republicans going to say what they're going to say, and they're going to make it seem like, well, this is not on us. You know, I uh, that's not that's not what I'm supposed to be doing as a senator. Then what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing then? So we don't know. We don't know. Because he said, I think, and I may be wrong, but I think I read that he said that he had no idea how he, if he stayed, how he could help the people of Texas. Figure it out. I was like, <laughs> you you see what AOC did? She raised $3 million for, for a state that doesn't like her. I'm like, you could have done that? You could have been raising. You could work with local stores there to put together food for people if they need it. Like you could work, you know, getting people uh, shelter if they need it. You can like people. People may be cold. They don't have electricity. They might need blankets. There are ways you can come come out. Like get your hands dirty. I'm sure they're dirty in other ways that are probably legal. Yes, yes, I said it. But just come down. Get your hand dirty. Like. You couldn't just go and volunteer at a food pantry somewhere. Yeah, do something. It's supposed to, that's your state. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do something. Say you don't know what to then what the fuck are you in power for? Like, what are you here for if you can't help your state or your people when they need you? Like, what, especially people who voted for him. Like, to me, that is so crazy. He's saying that he don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like he did, he didn't really know what he would be able to do if, if he like stayed behind or something like that. I was like, there's plenty of things. There's plenty of things. Hell, even if he legitimately did not, you have a team of people who work with work in your office. Some smart ass people up in there. They call your staff. Let's come up with something. Let's brainstorm. What can we do? How can we help people? Like it's not rocket science at this point. These people need the basic necessities. That's what they need right now. The basicness, that, which is, you know, of course, proven here in America. Americans, though, you know, our, our government doesn't believe in basic necessities for people. Um, I was looking at you, 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 you like you sipping tea. Like, ooh, she said it. They, I did. Um, Americans don't. I mean, you, you ain't wrong. You are not wrong. Don't believe in basic necessities. No, I mean, how much of a, how much of a struggle it is to even talk about universal health care? Like, hell, even just like improving on education. Why is it so difficult to get things agreed on around education? Why is it like, like food? You know, you and I always talking about like the lack of food, food nutrition. Why is this still such a big issue? Now, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I know there are certain niches and things that are happening that we're not privy to, but you know, like. It shouldn't, you should not have a child or a family of people. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on homeless people. I don't want to go there. But oh it should not even, food should not be an issue. It should not be an issue. Housing, healthcare. 
should not be issues. That's basic stuff. That's basic stuff. You need food and water to, to stay alive. You need shelter to protect you. Like, you need health care to stay alive. <laughs> so, to, I mean, what, what like, is this? I, girl. Girl, we could be on this for three more hours. You know. <sighs> I, I think this is where we need to take uh, a pause and an end of this conversation. Because if not, we're, like Martina said, we could go on for three hours. <laughs> oh, man. And... and and we will, we will be sharing more on all of these things that we talked about. Absolutely. Um, we definitely will be doing more. We just don't want to make you a three hour long video. Right. <laughs> and, and have you here. Yeah. So we so we appreciate y'all staying with us uh, and, and watching. If there's anything that you agree, disagree with, please comment, let us know. Um, because we definitely want to learn from others and hear others' uh, opinions and perspectives on things. Uh, but just a little preview, you've heard us say uh, a lot around like basic necessities, you know, basic rights. Uh, you heard us say white supremacy, uh, white privilege. Uh, we are definitely going to be digging into those things in, the, in our upcoming videos. So we hope you join us and, and, and get... Uh, and, and watch those and, and, and learn with us because it's going to be a learning experience for Martina and I as we kind of explore that and not only give our perspective, but also, you know, dig in a little bit, do a little bit of research um, uh, in, in some of those things. But we definitely want to dig into uh, white supremacy uh, and, the, and it being the root cause of a lot of the things that we see uh, in our country uh, and maybe even in the world. Uh, and, and we'll explore it also as a public health issue um, and see that. So we, we look forward to seeing you in our next video. We thank you for, for stay, sticking with us and showing your support. Uh, and we hope you uh, have a, a good day, evening, whenever you're watching this. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all.